Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Hey, I've just realized that uh, for today's edition of uh, Did You America, I'm sitting with a lighter and I don't know why. Is that my lighter? No, it's my lighter. I mean, you know, I'm a fan of scented candles. Right. Um, but you know what it made me think of? By the way, this is a new episode of, uh, oh, New York producer told me that I should start saying the number episode. I don't know what number episode this is. 732. Jeremy and I have literally just spent about 45 minutes chit-chatting about what we're going to discuss. And I, at no point did I say, oh, we must make a point of saying what number episode it is. If you've enjoyed the previous episodes and you've stuck around long enough for this one, we, I just want to say that we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, this lighter, it, you know what it made me think? Um, the, uh, the use of lighters in show business uh, there was a famous story that uh, everyone thinks that Ozzy Osbourne is the most uh, out of control member of Black Sabbath. But there used to be uh, a story that Tony Iommi, the guitarist for Pranks, used to set Bill Ward, the drummer, on fire. And I, th <laughs> I thought it was like some sort of, uh, you know, mythical rock and roll story. And uh, I've interviewed Tony Iommi a few times, but the first time I, I ever met him was probably about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. So by that point, he's he's pretty... Well, not old, old, but, you know, he's he's mature, let's right. say that. Because he's probably like 70 now. So he's in his 50s when I first met him. And uh, we're running through a kind of fact or fiction, a list of uh, Black Sabbath stuff. And one of my things is, and I'm, I'm expecting him to just deny this, is it true you used to sit, set Bill Wald on fire? And in the most serious but also matter-of-fact way, he just went, Oh, yeah, I used to set Bill on fire all the time. <laughs> like, how? What, like this, Jeremy. <laughs> but like, Did so, you hear that? That was me lighting the lighter. You know, like back in the day in baseball, they used to do something called a hot foot, where like when the unsuspecting player in the dugout, they would they would essentially catch his shoe on fire right. and, you know, give him a hot foot. Right. I Would he do that or would he just like, Pour gasoline on the drummer and then all of a sudden just like torch him from behind. Like, I, how serious did the flames Well, I'm guessing that there was so much booze being imbibed that if you just <laughs> lit a flame around the drummer, right. there was probably enough alcohol in his system to make it go like, Phew. I also, I wasn't sure where you go there because like, you know, we've mentioned before I quit smoking, but like the one habit I haven't been able to quit is I still, for some reason, always carry lighters with me. Right. I don't know why. And I still even though I'm not using the lighters, always manage to lose the lighters. But is that a uh, a coping mechanism? Some people need the patches. Some people chew gum. If you've got a, I mean, better you have a, better you start a fire that's not in your mouth. Right. So you can have the, because that's what I've always, and I used to kind of be a social smoker, but I've always thought in terms of uh, stupid things to do, right? Don't drink to excess, kids. Drugs are probably a bad idea, but when you like break it down, you think about smoking, you are putting something in your mouth and setting light to it. Yeah, I never really thought about it that way. It's uh, it's definitely not the most uh, safe hobby, I guess. No, no. <laughs> but anyway, my point being that uh, this, uh, you know, psychologists would have a field day with me. I see a random lighter as we're about to start recording a podcast and I think, huh. We could do a little Tony Iommi Bill Ward exercise here. I was just hoping it doesn't turn into you trying to catch me on fire. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's ah. what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so I, for the first time in my life, I would like to um, discuss the Kardashians. Um, not, 
Well, There's a first time for everything. Well, yeah, and I, um, you know, I, I never particularly cared um, for the Kardashians before. I, I wasn't um, anti-Kardashian uh, as far as I was concerned. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a huge capitalist. So if you make a TV show that loads of people want to watch and they, what, is it finished now or it's about to be canceled? They're, so, they're on their last season now. But it was on for a good decade, right? Yeah, I think this is either like their 19th or 20th Oh, season. two decades. Yeah, you're, okay. you're in luck because you are talking to a closeted Kardashian fan. All right, well, so we, are about to, we are about to pull you out of that closet. No, so, so, I'm not getting out. I uh, you're, Didn't you just tell me you're wearing her hair? Uh, no, I'm so, I was about to say you're wearing her I'm hair. Wearing, you're not, you're wearing Walter Becker. A, you're wearing Walter Becker from Steely Dance hair. I we, have a Kardashian weave. <laughs> we, yeah. No, he looks like a 28-year-old version of Walter Becker from Steely Dan, but apparently wearing a Kardashian uh, hat. I'm wearing a talentless beanie, which is Scott Disick's company, which is Courtney Kardashian. Kardashian's baby dad. All right, now let me give you some some backstory on my the, the Kardashians. First of all, so I knew they existed, and a lot of people just uh, d- uh, dislike the whole idea of them and the amount of money that they've made. I have no interest in following them on Instagram or watching their TV show. But as a uh, huge supporter of capitalism, if you come up with a TV show that runs for that period of time and loads of people want to watch it, if you can make a million dollars with an Instagram post or whatever she gets paid, then good for you. It's not what I want or care about, but loads of people do. So great. Capitalism, money makes the world go round. Congratulations, Kardashians. Now, having said that, I never followed the TV show or anything that they were doing. I know Kim married Kanye because you can't avoid that in the press. No word of a lie. Up until this week where I watched Kim Kardashian in the new Letterman series on Netflix, uh, which gave me more of an understanding into their their way of life. Up until watching Kim on Letterman, the greatest knowledge I had on the Kardashians was watching The People versus O.J. Simpson. (laughs) With like the little... One second clip where they're watching on TV the court case. <laughs> um, no, they're, they're in it. Like, well, in it a few times. But, right. but the family, I never even made the connection. Again, I knew about that there was Bruce Jenner and Bruce became Kat, Kat, Caitlin. Caitlin. See, you know, I can't. I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. You know the family tree. <laughs> it's in your head, right, right beneath that Kardashian beanie. For sure, wearing. I got it all up here. So I um uh. I, I, I remember watching The People versus O.J. Simpson and knowing the O.J. story. But even at that point, I was watching it thinking, oh, so the previous generation of Kardashians were friends with O.J. I didn't even know that. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously in The People versus O.J. Simpson, the Kardashians that became the super famous generation that have got the, the, the TV show now, most of them are little kids. So, and again, I, I, I kind of like took no interest. And then I watched Kim Kardashian on Letterman, more so because I like Letterman and I like that Netflix format Maybe that he's got can. now, right? So... Um, I, I kind of learned a little bit more. And then this week, I read that uh, she had a 40th birthday party and flew family and friends to a private island and then made a post on social media about how blessed she was and how flying to the private island with family and friends really reinforced what was important in these difficult times. Q thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of so-called fans with a backlash going, how dare you? You're so out of touch. People are dying from COVID. You, this is insensitive, blah, 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 blah. All of which is true. But my point is, 
Isn't that what you bought into with the Kardashians to begin with? Aren't you a fan because they have no concept of reality mm -hmm. and have billions of dollars? And isn't that why you follow her on Instagram and watch the show every week? That's definitely the premise of the show. Like, I'll, I'll give you this, you know. It's definitely not something I usually give up, give out easily that I'm a Kardashian fan. I, when I went to college, I lived with girl and guy roommates. Sometimes the girls would watch and I'd always be like, oh, this show's so dumb. And then like every once in a while, I'd see something that made me chuckle. And then I was dating this girl and she was really into the show. And then like I started watching the show even more. And at first it was out of making fun of their lifestyle right. and seeing how dumb they are. And then eventually like I just realized that I really love trashy reality television. But that's definitely the, uh, the pull of keeping up with the Kardashians is, Look at me, look at all this stuff I have, look at all the cool things I do and how vapid I am about it. But I also got the impression from the David Letterman show that she is very smart, that the money is in the family. She took uh, an exorbitant fortune and used it to start her own career and had that whole success with Instagram and being the influencer of influencers and all that kind of thing. So she also kind of knows what she's doing. Because I, I also kind of think that putting out that post about, oh, it makes you realize how precious life is when you get to fly to a private island for your 40th birthday would have made everyone go, oh my God, this is outrageous. Isn't she also doing that because she's a great machine at generating her own PR? <laughs> yeah, I mean, her. you can't deny she's built a huge successful brand. And not only that, like, you know, everyone wants to point to early when she became famous and of course, like the sex tape and, like, you know, on the show, she would say dumb things. And, you know, she, in the end, yeah, she still does say dumb things. She is a California Valley girl. But if you look at her work in uh, criminal justice reform and trying to become a lawyer currently, like, she's definitely has intelligence and knows what she's talking about. Yeah. So anyway, I, I for the first time ever, I'm doing a, a podcast, used to be a radio show when I had a job. And I, I would have always avoided talking about the Kardashians. And that Letterman thing is not going to make me, I didn't watch that and go, oh, I've got 19 years worth of the Kardashians to catch up on. I'm a fan now. I'm going to say, it's going to be my new thing to binge watch. I literally couldn't give a shit. Right. But, but I don't begrudge them the success because there's a lot, to, as long as you're not doing anything that harms anyone, if you're giving the people what they want, I don't give a shit whether those people have discerning taste. You've only got to go, you could go back through 50 years of fashion to see a complete lack of discerning taste in clothes alone that people would have bought at a certain period of time. She uh, um, decided on a certain path that was demanded by millions and millions of people and has been for two decades. And that post about going to a desert island with her family is 100% what her brand is all about, you stupid fucking morons. Not only that, like, I think at this point, you know, what, six months into COVID, there's all the people who are like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that and are going to call her out are the same people who are like, you know, posting their photos of their less extravagant weekend vacation that, you know, they socially distanced for and they got tested for, but you know, somehow it's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry that your day out for your birthday was in an Applebee's and she <laughs> got to go to a private island. But that's, I mean, if a reality show on Applebee's probably wouldn't have lasted 19 years on any given TV network is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think... Uh People, people don't understand what 
or how or who they should make famous anymore. Right. I think that's really the issue is, you know, we we make someone famous for dumb reasons and then you get mad at them when they do something dumb. Just to reflect on something I, I said on the uh, the previous episode, the one thing that I was disappointed in in the uh, David Letterman show with uh, Kim Kardashian because I was kind of thinking, Dave, Dave, this is you, you can ask this question. He could have pitched the, our concept of, have you considered the People versus O.J. Simpson season two? Right. Because I feel like if Kim Kardashian said she was in, that would be all it takes for a network to go, okay. And it's, she's finishing one TV project to move on to the next. What are you doing, Letterman? Clearly, you could have been a big part of this. Exactly. Now, talking of uh, TV shows, I've also been um, getting towards the end of Shit's Creek, which I'm aware is a show that people uh, seem to love or hate. I know some people that I thought would be into it and they say they watched a few episodes and then just gave up. And then there are other people that are so into it, they're buying the merchandise. Um, and it certainly is, uh, you know, a big show that's made its presence felt. And it, it ended, uh, I'm, I'm towards getting towards the end of the, the final season, which is season six. But I know Shits Creek became such a phenomenon. It's kind of like the new Golden Girls for merchandise. A few months ago, I went to um, a, an art store in Bishop Arts here in the great state of Texas. And I was just looking at, you know, the mugs and the photos and the pictures and stuff like that. And I found a Shit's Creek mug, the art on which was a spoiler for an event in the show that I hadn't seen. Because I looked at it and I'm like, oh, they become a couple. Damn, this, this <laughs> mug was a Shit's Creek spoiler in the art store. So you know you're having an impact when spoilers are on random mugs in Bishop Arts in Dallas. You would think they'd like put that like on the packaging, you know, like spoiler alert and then sell you the mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have considered that. So, uh, but I'm watching it um, this week and uh, there's, uh, th there's a character in it uh, called Moira, who's the mum of the family. Uh, I always refer to her as the mum from Home Alone. I'm sure she's done some stuff yes. after... After Home Alone. It's Catherine O'Hare, right? Um, is that her name? I believe so, yeah. Am I She's getting, done a lot of stuff. Is it the right woman? This might be like me watching the wrong Borat movie. In my head, it's the mum from Home Alone. I don't know if she did Home Alone. I'm pretty sure she's from like... Maybe like it's... SCTV and stuff like that. Maybe it's not the mum from Home Alone. Oh, no. I'm trying to find it now, but whatever. Okay, well, anyway, the woman who plays the... the um, the uh, the mother on uh, Shit's Creek. Her she was in Home Alone. She was. Yeah. Yes. I got that right. You got it. Yeah. Unlike the last episode where I thought I'd watched the new Borat. And, yeah. And <laughs> you watched the right Shit's Creek. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> there's an update on that. Uh, in Borat coming very soon. So anyway, yeah, I'm watching the um, I'm watching this episode and uh, the 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 mom's character, the mom from Home Alone in Shit's Creek. She's basically an out of work daytime soap actress and uh th this was kind of one of these moments i went from kind of suddenly supporting kim kardashian to oh my god what has my life become <laughs> when there's an episode in Shit's creek where um the mum character uh, her soap opera is getting rebooted right and they want to bring her back except that in the soap opera her character was killed off so she spends an entire episode going Oh, we must find a way to resuscitate my character. And I thought, oh my God, 
I've used the word resuscitate in connection to me getting back on air in DFW. I've, <laughs> I've literally, I'm watching Shit's Creek and I'm thinking, I've become an out of work daytime soap actress. How did that happen? And then to add insult to injury, later on in that episode, because the character's getting some attention because her soap opera may be being rebooted, she gets a gig doing a voiceover for a, for a radio station, but it's like the worst advert ever with a terrible script. And she's sitting in this studio trying to read this script and looks at her daughter and goes, is this the lowest point of my life? And I watched that on my TV and then I looked behind me to this kitchen table <laughs> where we record this podcast and I thought, oh my God. This is it. Yeah. This is the lowest point of your career. Oh. What's really sad is this is your low point and this is without question my high point. <laughs> Someone is finally letting me speak. You're like one of those people from Shit's Creek who says to the family who've had to move there because they've got no money left, no, this place is great. What right. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you a lesson eventually. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, um, that was my sort of uh, TV for the week. I became a... Uh, well, not a Kardashian fan, but sort of Kardashian. I'm Kardashian curious after seeing Kim with Dave. Yeah, well, um, I think, you know, we'll balance it out. You know, me, someone who has a dog named Lord Disick, and you, someone who's just now learning the Kardashian ways. Eventually, this is going to be a Kardashian super Now, put that, put that into the framework that I understand. What did Disick do in The People versus O.J. Simpson? Because so, remember, so that's my frame the, of reference. The guy whose beanie I'm wearing, Scott Disick, his nickname, he gave himself the nickname Lord Disick, like Lord, like royalty. And me and my girlfriend at the time thought it'd be funny as a joke to name our dog that. And it just kind of stuck. I wanted to name the dog Eddie Murphy as Donkey and Shrek, Shrek 2 and Shrek the 3rd, but she didn't think that would work on the dog tag. Right. <laughs> or training the dog. Yeah, that would have been... Well, we could just call him Donkey, you know, but his full name would have been Eddie Murphy as Donkey and Shrek, Shrek 2 and Shrek the 3rd. Instead, it's Lord Disick. Right, okay. So it's actually the dog is actually called Lord Disick. Yeah. So you have a dog named after a Kardashian and you wear their headgear? I, I told you, I'm a closeted super fan. Wow. No one. I blame, I blame the ex-girlfriend, but in the end, it, I, I like it too. We might be able to get you a role in the people versus OJ season two. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's I'll, I'll at least be in season three, I mean, I'll tell you that. We can wait till uh, 2021 when hopefully you can do a little bit more production, uh, TV production, when hopefully we get a, a vaccine or, or some sort of handle on COVID. But um, yeah, Kim, get a few more people out of jail, spend the rest of this year doing that, because I know she does that now. And then uh, 2021, let's do a documentary about your, what was OJ to her, like Godfather or something? The, Being was, in yeah. jail. I, uh, I think I just found her next million dollar idea. I will commit a heinous crime we will get Kim Kardashian to help get me out of jail. Boom. Now I'm pitching season two, the People vs. OJ tour. We have an inside track. So I'm, I'm going to jail. Sometimes you have to suffer for your art. I'm going to go murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hang around. We need to do an update on um, Borat. Because, you know, yeah, on the, the, the previous episode, I was saying that I kind of feel sorry for the people that are just being nice that Borat is kind of exploiting. I believe one of those people now has a GoFundMe 
because she was so badly exploited. I think you'll find that proves I was right. And um, also, uh, Halloween is forthcoming. Uh, Texas wins at Halloween. You know, Texas is bigger and better at everything. Officially bigger and better at Halloween. Uh, we'll get to all of that next uh, on Did You America. Don't forget, didyouamerica.com, the place to go to for all things relating to this show. I probably should have mentioned that a few more times during part one, but I was uh, too busy extolling my new uh, Kardashian fandom. On the uh, orders of New York producer, I'm uh, Camfield. I should be reminding you of um, what number episode this is. I can't remember. Uh, 732. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. We've been doing this a while. Thanks, for, li- thanks for listening to the other uh, 700. Now, people will be thinking they've done 731 <laughs> episodes and they're still this bad. Right. <laughs> I think we've done about six episodes previously. I think five or six. Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, they all live at didyouamerica.com, uh, which is also where you can go if you want to uh, get in contact with the show. If you want to send us a message using your typing device, you can do that. If you want to actually be on the show, uh, then go to didyouamerica.com and click on be on the show and then just talk at whatever you use to stream this podcast uh, because we'll get a voice message from you and then you can actually be part of the show. Uh, there was a time when I uh, I used to have a radio show before I got fired and um, people used to call up and argue with me and stuff like that. Uh, a few people have reached out saying that they would like to do the same. Uh, so that's about as close as we can come to that on this podcast. Didyouamerica.com. Uh, and then uh, click be on the show and then you can talk to us if you've got any uh, input on any of the stuff that we're discussing. Um, Before I move on to how I was right about Borat and um, some Halloween discussion, I need to give you an update on Song of the Week. Now, um, if you're new to this, by the way, each week, uh, Jeremy, uh, the New York producer and myself choose a new song and then we invite you to vote via the website or uh, my social media. Now, I won when we did this last week. Um, I'm, I, normally, New York producer on a Thursday gives me actual numbers, uh, which he's declined to do today. Mm, something uh, fishy well, there. Yeah, because he's basically sent me a script. As it, I replied back saying, I'm not one of these shit-for-brains presenters you're used to working with who need everything scripted in front of them word for word without, like, you know, don't treat me like Ryan Seacrest. The so-called hands-off producer <laughs> starting to get a little too much influence, huh? Right, yeah. So I think um, this suggests that his song is maybe just behind either your or my song, but he doesn't want to give us the actual numbers. He just wants to encourage people to vote in the hope that he can win this week. So the choices are... Um, uh, Teardrops by Bring Me the Horizon was my choice. Uh, you chose uh, Tyler Hero from Jack Harlow. You got it. And uh, New York producer went with uh, Heads Up High by Fitz and the Tantrums. You can vote for uh, any of those songs, didyouamerica.com. His message to me, and I'm reading it word for word, it's a tight one. All three songs are faring well. Listen and vote for your favorite now at didyouamerica.com slash song. This is one poll that will be a close race. You know, you finally got under the control of programming directors, and now New York producer comes in just trying to write scripts for us. Literally not giving us the actual numbers. That is like when the COVID numbers go down and you see the report on CNN and they don't give you the actual numbers. Jeremy, I told you not to go political on this. It's just like that. 
<laughs> anyway, Teardrops by Bring Me the Horizon, Heads Up High by Fits and the Tantrums, or uh, Tyler Hero by Jack Harlow uh, to vote on Song of the Week, didyouamerica.com slash song. So on uh, the previous episode, uh, I said that I watched Borat and I wasn't impressed. And uh, w- w- during that discussion, uh, we... Um, discovered that I watched the wrong Borat. <laughs> right. I watched the first one, um, which I blame on Amazon. I never watched the first one, obviously, when it came out. Well, I no. would have just assumed that when you search Borat the weekend, the new one is out. That is what Amazon take you to. Let's also point out that not only did you watch the first one, you found the first one to be extremely unfunny. Right. And then you're telling me that the first one is one of the most funny movies ever, and the second one is slightly less funny. It's slightly less funny, still hysterical. Right. Okay. So I'm going to find the second Borat about as funny as Cancer. And um, and the first one, my point was, yeah, he's sending up some people that deserve to be uh, sent up and embarrassed, but there were also certain people in that first Borat movie and families that I felt weren't stupid. They were just nice people that didn't know what had shown up on their doorstep and were trying to be nice to the Borat character, and they look silly because what they're trying to do is make sense of his nonsense in their life and their lifestyle may be simple to you me or people that are listening but essentially they're just being nice and he's exploiting that niceness to get people to laugh at them and that's what gives him a movie well that would we've argued this at the previous podcast yes i yes but that's where i have to stop you right now you're kind of coming off like i don't want to say this a woke liberal you're defending them. Oh, they're nice. Why are we being so mean to them? That sounds kind of snowflakeish. Hear me out. Where? Why are we defending stupidity? Because I'm saying some of it is stupidity. Some of it is just people being nice because they no. don't know what Borat is and they've got no idea what showed up in their house. That's what a prank is. You are taking something that is so stupid that everyone in the world you would expect would see immediately as a joke and be like, get the fuck out of my house. And instead, these people welcome him in and make themselves look like fools. Now, you were talking about the – you obviously didn't see the second one. No, but, I've, but I feel I, I know enough because there's a go – so there's a GoFundMe page for the woman who tried to save Borat's daughter. So I, I, I believe from reading the news articles in the second movie that it turned out I didn't watch, he's got a character playing his daughter and he wants her to get a boob job or something, right? Right. So he, he goes and tries to get money for the boob job and he leaves her with a babysitter. And the babysitter, now this is where I talk about stupidity. Most sane people would see immediately like either A, this is some sort of setup. This something's weird going on here. This probably isn't her daughter. B, uh, why would this person just be leaving her with some random person and see what's he talking about? Any normal person would immediately see something's wrong there and push her away. But instead, this woman got stuck in because she sucked in because she's an idiot. And then now people are showering her with money because like any sane human, she said, Oh, 15 year old girl, you shouldn't get a boob job. And they're acting like she's some sort of saint for this. She did what any normal human would be. And instead of showering this woman for money for that, why don't we, you know, 
find out a little something about her first. It's the same thing with the uh, with the dreams TikTok dude. Right. Everyone, yeah, so everyone, you know, sees this video, it goes viral, and they start giving him money, job offers, he gets a brand new ocean spray truck, he's featured in a TikTok commercial. We know nothing about this guy other than he likes to skateboard through the throughout the day while listening to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. We shouldn't be giving this guy anything. We should be giving Stevie Nicks the ocean spray truck for reminding us about how much a banger dreams is. Do you think Stevie Nicks celebrated by hiring someone new to blow coke up her ass? Yeah, you know that story? <laughs> she was like, oh my God, we've never been so popular. I'm, it's like we've gone back to our 1970s heyday. I'm going to hire a new assistant to blow coke up my ass because I fucked up my nose by doing so much. With her, it's like every hole's a goal for cocaine. She, she would make more sense doing that than the whole entire world supporting this guy. No one did any research into him. And now look, I'm a, I'm not exactly anti-weed. I think you see by, you know, the smell of aroma that lingers off of me and just the way I look right now. I'm not exactly anti-420. Right. Um, This guy in every single post of his is writing like 420 King, smoke weed. And like everyone's just ignoring that. Like the truth is he's probably some pothead without a job. Right. He's never done anything in his life he has a head tattoo i'm still yet to find someone in america who is a normal upstanding citizen with a face tattoo <laughs> and instead we're acting like this guy's some sort of hero because he skateboarded to fleetwood mac isn't uh isn't post malone a stand-up character okay musicians don't count because that's oh. not a part of the culture i'm saying like normal everyday guys generally don't have face tattoos that's it's, true it's the same thing as we 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 make people famous without realizing anything about them. We get so worked up. Do you remember in 2012 there was the uh, there was the African dif- like dictator Kony, and there was like the whole Kony 2012 movement, and it became like this huge social media thing. And then all of a sudden, everyone realized the guy who was leading that movement was just like keeping the money for himself, right. and, like actually didn't care about the movement at all. Uh, that happens all the time. That happened now with the Fleetwood Mac guy. It's now happening with the lady from Borat. She did nothing but say, hey, 15-year-old girl, don't get a boob job like any normal human being would do. We shouldn't celebrate her for being an idiot that got duped. And now now she's saying, oh, they didn't pay me enough. Oh, because now you see – that's so anti-American. Now that you see how much money the movie has made, you want more? That's not the deal you signed, lady. Well, no. She's basically said, uh, I didn't know what Borat was. I was duped and I was was treated unfairly, which again is my point about what he's doing with a lot of the people in in those movies. If you find it funny, okay, but that whole kind of like gotcha – you're not there when he's doing those things and about how the stunts are done. And I'm just a bit like, uh, is it that funny? It's funny if he's doing it with people who are in the public eye or are aspiring to be in the public eye because they should know better. Okay. But with your everyday um, middle America, nice people who are getting on with their lives and are showing some hospitality to Borat by being nice, I just think like, oh, I mean, it's, it's, with, that's that's not that funny. With her, the cameras weren't hidden. The cameras were there. So she knew she was being on camera. She just didn't like 
She didn't understand the joke. She didn't get the joke, which shows that she's stupid. Here's the other side of it. Okay, you're saying that it should only be towards people who you know are aspiring for fame or have some level of credibility. Well, I'm, so, well, no, well, I'm not saying you know? it should only be. I'm saying that I have no sympathy for those right. people because they're more worldly okay. wise to this kind of thing. What about like the Jimmy Kimmel bit where he goes out on the street and asks people everyday questions and they give really dumb responses and we all laugh and laugh and say how big of idiots they are. Uh, all they're doing is answering a question. They have a lot of pressure. There's light and the camera in their but face. They they know that they're, but, they're, but they know they're doing it for a TV show. That's a different situation. She, she knew she was doing it for a movie. There were cameras there. That she said she knew she was being in a movie. But she, they, she, she doesn't know, know movie but you're right, but she, yeah, so she's got no context on it. If you're out, the Jimmy Kimmel ones that I've seen are outside the theater where he does it, and they're the Jimmy Kimmel they, show, and that's what they, they do. They don't tell these people on the street for Jimmy Kimmel, hey, you're going to answer this question really dumb, and we're going to put like they. Those no, people no, no, don't, they, 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 they don't know that that's the bit they're being a part of. They just think they're being asked questions for something on television. Uh, right, yeah, but that's a different thing because you're not soliciting people's inherent niceness and exploiting that so other people can laugh at it. In that's that exactly case, what they're doing. No, 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 no. Not no. their niceness, their stupidity. Right, yeah, but this is the, no, the same thing. It's not the same thing. It is. By the way, uh, it made me think, because while you've been going on and on about how funny Borat is, my mind started to wander. And I was thinking, do you reckon Stevie Nicks? I know she's all like, <laughs> I know she's all like, you know, earthy and probably all for the Green New Deal and everything. But do you reckon um, she's uh, rehired a, a, an assistant to blow coke up her ass and she's going, "Fuck me! Now we can't have plastic straws. It's way more difficult." <laughs> now she's just pouring the coke. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I need to go to one of those parts of America where they still have plastic straws. Just go into one of those old Starbucks and get every plastic straw that you can because these biodegradable ones are just not cutting it. You already know Stevie Nicks has like the, the real classy cokehead move where she has like the permanent metal straw and she doesn't let that thing go. It stays in her butthole. We should say for the purposes of balance that Stevie Nicks has always denied that that was actually a thing. But I don't know. It gets talked about so often, you know. I think that's what we should really get out of all this is we were all reminded dreams is a banger. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. It's a great song. I want to just say to Stevie Nicks, look, Keith Richards admitted to snorting his dad. There's nothing wrong with admitting <laughs> that you used to hire someone on tour to blow coke up your ass. Uh, let's do some, uh, some Halloween stuff. Uh, first of all, if you go to the uh, website, didyouamerica.com, um, on the blog, you will see that Texas wins Halloween. Uh, Jeremy and I are uh, Texas residents. I don't know how much longer I can remain a Texas resident because I need to get a, a, a radio job. I'm hoping someone in the great state of Texas will hire me because even you, Jeremy, as someone born and bred in Texas, you have pointed out that I have, in the not even a full year that I've lived here, I've probably become so Texas. I would struggle to live anywhere else. I'm just trying to think like if you do have to leave and you know, we go through with the plan of me and franking you and you living in my attic. Right. Are you still considered a citizen, a resident of Texas at that point? I mean, you're still here. I, well, yeah, it's difficult to know because Anne Frank never had a podcast. <laughs> um, this is essentially what Anne Frank's podcast would have been. 
<laughs> I think maybe if the internet had existed in those days, some people would have got on board and went, there's some stuff going on in Germany and it's really not good and it maybe could have been quashed in time. I don't know. Based on the internet, I think people would be like, nothing to see here. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. So, uh, yeah, Texas wins ha uh, Halloween, right? Uh, everything is bigger and better in Texas. And you know what? I was doing my own personal um, poll on this because I have um, young nieces and a nephew. So they're aged three, seven, and nine. So they're all about Halloween, Christmas, their birthdays, you know, all those kind of uh, events. And uh, previously to here, I lived in Phoenix and I would go run through the historic neighborhood in Phoenix and stop to take pictures. First of all, I'd stop because I'm fucking unfair. But it was a great <laughs> excuse to stop when Halloween was happening because I, I, it legitimized my unfitness by taking a, a break to take a picture of someone's Halloween display on their on their front lawn, right? Yeah. And I would send them to, uh, to my uh, nieces and nephew because they love that kind of thing. Anyway, they've not visited Texas because uh, with the pandemic, they've not been able to since I've lived here. But I, I started doing the same thing in the historic uh, districts of Dallas because a year later, I'm still unfit taking <laughs> pictures and uh, sending them back. From my own personal poll of three members of my family, those kids did agree that the Halloween decorations are better in Texas. But then on our blog at uh, didyouamerica.com, um, there's a guy in Dallas who has put up such a realistic looking Halloween uh, display that cops have been called to his house on a number of occasions because there are bloody bodies and a lot of splatter scenes out the front of his house. And people go past it and go, oh my God, there's been some sort of massacre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's literally just a giant red blood stain on, like, the walkway leading up to his house. I get it, like, it's Halloween, but that's, uh, you know, Halloween's supposed to be, like, ghosts and, you know, skeletons, but, not but, murder. But isn't Halloween also, if you're, if you're into it, um a thing where you just try and outdo your neighbors. I mean, if someone thinks that your Halloween decorations are so great, it looks like they're gonna have to send the forensics unit to your, <laughs> to your front lawn. You've won Halloween in your streets, right? right? Like every neighborhood has that one house every year that goes like way too hard with Halloween. And you already like, you know, the rest of the neighborhood loves it. It's like, oh my God, look at that, that's so fun. But you already know the house right next door hates it because for the whole month of October, they just hear like spooky music and screams all <laughs> right. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. a house in the neighborhood that I walk through that they literally put up their Halloween decorations October 1, all day, every day. It wasn't even just at night. There would be, it was a giant like Grim Reaper looking thing holding a baby upside down. And it would be like, ha, 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 look at what I have. And like the baby thing would be screaming. And then they had like a robotic girl on the swing set that would like turn into a demon. And like there were all these screams. I saw that by October 15th, all the decorations were taken down because they clearly complained to their HOA or like, please, everyone's home. I'm working from my office and all I hear are these goddamn screams all day long. <laughs> well, talking of HOA, another example of uh, Texas winning Halloween is uh, a lady in uh, Houston who's been forced to take down her pole dancing skeleton. Now, the guy in Dallas obviously has got quite a, a horrific front lawn display. I think the issue with the pole dancing skeleton 
in Houston is that maybe it's a little bit too sexually explicit. But again, for ki- first of all, I don't even know if kids are going to trick or treat this year because of the pandemic. But even if they were, they would just see a skeleton that's kind of sliding down a pole, right? I think she's doing it right because that's like one of those cartoons that can entertain kids but also be humorous to adults, right? If you were trick or treating, uh, it's a her house in Houston. The kids would be, oh, scary skeleton on a pole. And us adults would be like, yeah, stripper, baby. I mean, she's looking a bit right. It's like a stripper who's had way too much meth. I just can't wait till their next year's like HOA rule book and like says, as long as the skeletons don't show any tits or dicks, it's okay for the children. (laughs) As long as these strippers don't give you chlamydia, you're good to go. They're going to have, it's like one of those uh, situations like in strip clubs where you can't be full nude if there's booze. It's like (laughs) if if there's candy, there can't be tits and pussy on display. The real question is, is she serving breakfast? Because as we know, every strip club says they have the best breakfast. Imagine if um, she also wins Halloween because she's like, I'll screw giving out the best candy. I'm doing a full strip club buffet. Like anyone anyone who knocks on her door, she opens the door and just wheels out a trolley and it's got bacon and eggs and like the strip club buffet on it. Why have we not made a new holiday where it's Halloween, but for breakfast foods? That would be incredible. You dress up all of a sudden like a neighbor throws a pancake at your face. You just get doused with syrup at the next one. Yeah. We now have $2 million ideas in this podcast. Wow, it's pretty good. So I got to tell you that Halloween is probably the only American tradition that I don't involve myself with. And it's it's all my dad's fault. Now, normally I kind of rally against the things that my dad did that I thought were ridiculous. And there are many. We'll probably end up discussing a lot of them on this podcast, not this episode. But one of the things that just stuck with me, and I, and, and I blame my dad for he basically ruined Halloween for me because when my sister and I were growing up in the family home, Halloween was banned in our house because my dad was so tight with money, he never wanted to give out candy, right? He was like, this candy's for me. So when I say it was banned, on Halloween every year, we basically sat in the front room as I would imagine it would have been during World War II. No heating, no light, sitting deadly still, but it wasn't because some German bomber was about to come overhead (laughs) and we needed to get to the bomb shelter. It was because some kids might walk up our garden path, knock on the door and want a Kit Kat. See, your dad knew better than to do the rookie mistake of putting like the full bowl of candy out there for like, the one a-hole kid to take the whole thing. He's like, nah, you guys aren't even getting one piece of candy. I, I, don't, I don't think he even knows that bowls of candy are a thing. <laughs> he, 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 this is what he knows about Halloween, uh, that... Uh, you have to buy candy to give to kids because they come and knock on your door. And uh, his whole response to it was just, we don't need that. It's an American thing. Why are we doing that here? (laughs) We don't want an American thing. And obviously... I have turned out the complete opposite to that. Right, because, so your dad must hate you. Right, well, because <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, you know, I refer to the UK as shitsville. Um, I uh, uh, routinely message friends in the UK about things, and uh, my phone almost autocorrects to the phrase, 
that shithole country. Like it just, <laughs> I, if I use the word that, it's like my phone jumps to shithole country, country should be added to it because I use that turn of phrase <laughs> when referring to the UK, texting friends who live in the UK, right? So, and I refer to America as a proper country, don't I, right? Yeah, there, absolutely there, there, ain't, there ain't no one who loves America more than me. So in that respect, I am the complete opposite to my dad. And, and he's like, we don't need that American tradition here. But for some reason, it's the only huge American tradition that I'm not anti it like my dad was, but I don't get involved with it to the point that the company that I was working for until they fired me recently, I joined that company in January of this year, right? Yeah. And on my first week at the company, various people came up to me and were talking about the Halloween party that is tradition within that company every year. I have no idea whether or not they're doing it this week because of the, the pandemic. But I just thought, are you fucking kidding me? I'm starting work on January 4th and you're, <laughs> and I think I actually said this in a more polite way to a new coworker. Are you fucking kidding me? It's January 4th and you are telling me about how great the Halloween party is because I'm immediately disinterested. And her response was, well, I mean, start working on your costume now. It's that big a thing. And my dad's made me so anti-Halloween that I got fired uh, early September and my initial thought was, well, at least I don't have to do the fucking Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, that's the one lucky thing about right? getting fired. Right, right, Yeah, I, uh, I generally avoid, like, the the big dress-up thing. Not because, like, I'm anti-costume or anti-Halloween. It's just every time I would have a costume for Halloween, I would do it after, like, one of my – you know, I'd dress after one of my idols. And it turned out every time I'd be, like – a basketball player or a football player or like a famous comedian or basically I was dressing up to in very racist costumes without oh, a black face. Right. <laughs> so much, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't go as Dave Chappelle as Rick James for Halloween. I this tell year. you, I tell you another thing that's uh, that stuck with me about Halloween because again, going back to my sister's kids, so she's raising them uh, properly. And uh, it was only a, a couple of years ago that um, my my nieces were um, like dressed up in these really impressive uh, costumes for Halloween. My sister sent me pictures, and my dad has tarnished Halloween. So you know, sometimes people that are brought up in a certain way, there's some stuff that's just really not right, and they don't know till later on because it was just a way of life. So my sister sends, and this is only like two three years ago, sends me pictures of my nieces dressed up for Halloween. And they, and they got these great costumes. And I replied to my sister going, wow, is Halloween a big thing in England now? And my sister goes, it always was. It was just that it was banned in our house. So we never knew. Because my other reference point for Halloween, the thing that really sticks in my mind, is not only did we have to sit in the front room like there was a war going on with no lights and just sitting in silence. The thing that used to really piss me off is part of the no light policy meant no TV oh, on that no. evening, right? Well, obviously, because if people heard the TV right, was on, they'd, 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 they'd expect candy. And my dad was not giving out any Twix. So <laughs> one particular year, all I remember is when I was a kid, mid-80s, I'm like five or six, and Knight Rider 
was on on Thursdays. And the year that Halloween fell on a Thursday, and by the way, kids, there was a time when there was only a certain amount of channels. I don't even think we had a VCR back then, and that would have been the only way of recording the, the TV show. And it would have been a new episode. I missed... A fucking episode. Can you now? You know me and my eighties action shows, right? I love Knight Rider only slightly less than I love the A Team. And how much do I love the A Team? That's a lot. Right. So imagine, imagine this: doing this to a fucking five-year-old. <laughs> I am sitting in darkness in my family front room, freezing. We've got no heating on. We've got no lights on. Nothing that can make any sound or any motion to give trick-or-treaters the, the, the intel that there is a family in there and they are trying to keep their Kit Kats for them, right? And not only am I sitting there like it's World War II, I'm looking at a TV that has been unplugged and I'm thinking... Huh, what's Kit and Michael Knight doing right now? I like how he he went so far as to unplug the TV. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. you will not watch this television. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I feel like just like based on your reaction, if I was to pull out a Reese's peanut butter cup right now, you'd have like a full on like PTSD freak out <laughs> over this. <laughs> You're very emotional. It's it's not about lack of Halloween. It's definitely about missing that one Night Rider episode. You know what I would do if you pulled out like Halloween candy right now, I would immediately run to my model version of the Night Rider kit car and just hug it. <laughs> I feel like that's the issue with TV back in the day. You probably still haven't seen that episode of Knight Rider. That's like the missing episode for you. I think I eventually, because obviously it would it would repeat, and then I would watch it like as a as an adult and still enjoy it. If ever I saw one and I didn't remember it word for word, I'd be like, "This is the Halloween episode. <laughs> this is the it's like oh my god all these plot holes spilled finally yeah i mean <laughs> it's not like night rider was difficult to follow if you missed the, <laughs> if you missed a bunch of episodes but still right my point stands i think yeah so anyway i think uh, what we've learned from today's episode is um uh stopping your kids from celebrating halloween especially if they miss an episode of night rider is tantamount to uh, child abuse and <laughs> um and i was right about borat right we no <laughs> no you were not <laughs> um if you messaged us i apologize that um i didn't get around to reading your message because we're out of time today we'll do that on the next episode frankly it was more worthwhile that i had a therapy session about the halloween issues that i have yeah we'll get you down on the couch after this right exactly. we'll really break it down uh, but you can leave us a message did you america.com uh you can type us a message if you don't like the sound of your own voice if you do i would love to hear your voice uh go to did you hit be on the show and then just uh, talk at your device and uh our website will magically record you talking and you can actually be on the show and also um well, a quick plug for the merchandise we do have uh, Did You America t-shirts for sale on the website. I think you'll find they are the ultimate in patriotic wear. They say America on them in flag colors that are so bright that all snowflake liberals who live in New York and West Hollywood think that they would be lynched if they wore them. All right, one friend in New York and one friend in West Hollywood <laughs> went, oh, I don't think I could wear that around here. But the rest of them, <laughs> they'll be wearing it. So you can get that. Also, I would draw your attention to uh, 
because now I'm a fashionista. Not only does the t-shirt say America in the red, white, and blue, it comes with a label that says, did you America, Camfield, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's on the label. Yeah. yeah. You you know we're crushing it when our labels are better than your graphic tees. <laughs> and uh, just to thank you again to everyone who's been uh, following this podcast and listening, because um, we became a top 20 podcast in all the entertainment podcasts for America in less than two weeks. Which, you know, considering, to refer to the start of this uh, episode, this is something that's recorded on my kitchen table. And I've now seen a parallel between my career and the out-of-work daytime actress in Shit's Creek. I think it's quite impressive. I think I'm crushing it, personally. <laughs> Didyouamerica.com for all that. And vote for Song of the Week. We'll be back on Monday if you're listening to this in real time. If not, we'll be back soon.